Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. Apologies for Let's the go. week break last week. That was my fault as I unfortunately yep. did have a life that weekend. So we couldn't get it done, mm. couldn't get it worked out. But yeah, sorry about that. We, uh, but we're back now. Adam Benny, how you doing boys? Yeah, I I oh. am still, I still have a low pulse of anger and frustration running through me yes i wanted to get uh, into this. the events of halloween that we'll talk about in a, a short while mm. but other than that i'm good thank you how are you benny um i have recovered from uh the last two weeks of hell which has been my health and my family's health so um as you as listeners may recall i uh i ran away halfway through the last episode because i heard freya screaming at the top of the stairs um Basically, like she had issues with the teething. It was it was sort of like um, the teeth the teething was making her dribble so much to the fact that she was choking, and like obviously like, it was putting her in a panic. It was putting Blossom in a panic. So I did the the dad thing of um, dropping tools and running upstairs to look after the little one, and finally got her to stop dribbling and got her off to sleep. But and I was talking about this with Adam just before the podcast started, but that seemed to trigger. Um, suddenly somehow trigger a cold in Freya. Like, Freya got a proper cold. She didn't have a temperature or anything, but she had, like, snotty nose, was coughing a lot, and she was just generally in a bad way, which um, inevitably got transferred over to myself and Blossom, so much to the point where I had to have a day off work, which absolutely, like, kills me on the inside, because I, as as Masters knows, I pride myself on being genetically superior and not getting ill, so that was a really big, really big issue for me, to have a day off work ill. Uh, so much to the point where um, Blossom and I decided to, uh, today, as a matter of fact, to have a flu jab. So um, we are protected in the future. And so the government can follow me wherever I go, because I'm full of uh, mind-controlling <laughs> and tracking chips now. Yeah, and so can uh, Bill Gates can follow you as well, not just the government, Benny, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. I will say two quick things before we kind of get any further on is... Um, Having a child, yeah, you can say goodbye to your superior genetics because they will give you every disease known to the to the mm. human race. You'll just Scott catch this. everything off them. And the flu jab was the uh, the the one that Georgia gave me and Sarah's entire family a few Christmases ago, where Georgia was seemingly okay, it's just a bit of a sniffle, and then around the twenty third of December, I started to get very very poorly and felt very ill. Mm. And then was in bed until the uh, until Christmas Day. I rang into work on Christmas Day to say, I'll be back in on, I think it was like a Monday or a Tuesday, like the 27th or something. I'll be fine by then. Don't worry. I was so not fine. I then had to ring back <laughs> on that day and say, nope, got it wrong. I'm going to be off at least another <clears throat> two days. And it's a story I've told you guys before, but... I went to bed one night at about eight o'clock and then the next day Sarah woke me up and said, you know, do you want anything to eat? How are you feeling? And I said, yeah, I, said, I should probably get something. What time is it? And it was half past two and I'd been asleep <laughs> for something like 18 hours or something ridiculous like that. I was so ill. And then yeah. Sarah's entire family was super ill with the flu and we were all, mm. it was bedridden, nobody could move, joints killing, full on. And we all caught it from Georgia. And Georgia scaled through Christmas like <laughs> nothing was wrong with her. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, one of those things we forgot to tell you, Benny, that uh, <laughs> your kids will pass on every fucking disease to you and you will catch it terribly. Well, I not, not I every disease, as I found out recently, because my eldest do, 
are, are actually currently recovering from COVID. Oh. Uh, and uh, they, they both had it. So not the past weekend just gone, but the weekend before. They were with me just for the Saturday day. They, they'd asked if they couldn't come around that weekend because they were just knackered from school and just wanted a bit of time with their mums. And I said, well, I'd already made plans to go pumpkin picking because it was just before Halloween. And I said, well, let's do that. We'll have some tea and then your mum can pick you up late on the Saturday. Well, you know, we'll have a day of it. And they thought, yeah, okay, that's fine. So spent that Saturday together, did like the usual traditional pumpkin picking and carving and you know laying them all out and going yay it's nearly halloween that that's it that's all we do for prep for halloween uh, and then they went to their mums and then she rang me had the mum did uh, a few days later and said yeah the the eldest one sophie she's uh, not at school now cuz she's got covid and i was like oh shit so she was infectious while she was with me and with my youngest as well daisy so of course I went out and got like my tests from downstairs because I've got one of those NHS kits with the mm-hmm. the rapid tests in. Did one of those. Thankfully, it's negative. Uh, my youngest's mum, she did one on her. Thankfully, negative. And I said, well, they obviously, she needs to go for a PCR. The eldest does, as does my son, as does their mum. Uh, so they all went and got them. My lad's one came back inconclusive. Ah. And I said, oh, well, Okay, he might have it, he might not, but he probably will because his sister's got it. And then said, right, well, he needs to go for another one because it needs to be sure. So she took him. And yeah, he was positive as well. So they both had it. And thankfully, we, both me and my youngest, have been out for the proper PCR test just to make sure. And we were both negative. So there are some things your children may get that they don't pass on to you. And all all I can... Say is pumpkins are obviously a way of preventing the transmission of COVID. That's scientific <laughs> ah, yes. fact. Yep, science. Yeah, science. According to me, science. That, bitch. That's the one experiment, real world experiment that I did of carving a pumpkin prevented me from getting COVID. <laughs> what it's proven is is that Adam has now risen to the top of the genetically superior rankings mm, in human and their babies. Yeah, and Benny's close yeah. to relegation at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If uh, I wasn't no, at the bottom of the power rankings already, I definitely am now. That's fair. That yeah, is fair. Looking back at when Daisy was teething, though, when she was a little, little in, I also was really ill, as as was uh, Daisy's mum. We both contracted, at the same time she was teething and was ill, we both contracted something similar to you, Benny. But mm. it was so devastating to both of us, we were both bed-bound. Yeah. At the same time, I remember and literally that. struggled to look after yeah. her, and it got so bad that literally your body being racked with pain, both of us lying on the bed next to each other, making it worse for each other. All I could do was laugh. It hurt so much. <laughs> I was laughing because I could not understand why my body was doing these things to me, and it was the weirdest sensation I've ever felt. It was the most horrible. And of course, because I'm a guy, it hit me worse because we are the weakest of the species oh, yes, when definitely. it comes to Absolutely. getting ill. Yeah. So, yeah, my uh, my ex-wife will forever criticise me for that For while she was ra- also wrecked with pain that I was laying next to her laughing and flailing about <laughs> at the same time. 
All right. Blossom, Blossom definitely got the worst of it when we were ill. She so Wednesday is usually my day off anyway. That's the day I have off every week, and I had the Monday off when I was sick, and I felt worse on the Wednesday than I did on the Monday, which was unfortunate. But Blossom was she was bedridden until about I think it was half three. She eventually came downstairs. She tried getting up like at um, the normal time where. I get up with Freya about half six, seven, take her down, feed her, give her breakfast, give her her rusks, and then top her off with a bit of milk. Blossom came down a little bit later because she was obviously wasn't feeling very well. She was tired. And uh, she walked into the lounge, where white as a sheet, because obviously she felt like crap. And then she starts hyperventilating and panicking. And she's like, Jordan, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I thought, oh, shit, my, my fiance's having a full-blown like panic attack on me because she's not feeling very well. So I had to... Hold her, get her to like steady her breathing, and then I turned her around and kicked her straight back upstairs to bed. And I had pretty much we had pretty much a a daddy daughter day where I'd look after her, I'd give her her like teeth and gel when her teeth hurt, mm. and fed her, put her to sleep, and then in like the hour and a half where she slept, I played Demon Souls like with a <laughs> bunged up nose. Not at all, right off. Then. I have to Not say bad. though, th- those days when the mum is ill and all of the responsibility falls to you. And you fucking knock it out the park. Oh, it's the best. Like, just, just doing normal dad right. stuff yeah, that just you know be- you can do. <laughs> but don't you feel like you've really fucking nailed it? Yeah. Like, and you know what? Yeah. You want credit for doing the absolute basic as shit <laughs> exactly. you should be you doing. Do. You should be doing these dad things, taking care of your kid. And you're like, yep, yeah, she's upstairs sick. Doesn't matter. I've taken care of the baby, cleaned her, I did and it all fed myself. Her. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy I am. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm waiting for my award in the post. Yeah, I'm exactly. still waiting. It's been yeah. a week now. God, that's it's, so true. It's terrible, but yeah, I I always felt that way. Like even when my ex, she uh, she worked really really hard in in her job, and on a Saturday morning, I would just go right. You just lay in for however long you want. Even if you wake up and you just sat in bed on your phone, that's fine. I'll bring you a cup of tea. I'll bring you breakfast. You deserve a rest. And I know Saturday mornings. I just felt like the fucking king because I was like, yeah, I'm doing right by her, but I'm also doing right by the kids. And like me and the kids would all have breakfast. We'd go out and get dressed and go go out for a walk and everything like that. Just normal dad stuff that I do now anyway. But knowing that, you know what? I'm not palming this off to the other parent. I'm doing it and I'm making sure they're looked after as well. I feel like the fucking boss. I don't know what it is. It is what you say. It's because we want credit for doing basic shit. Because, yeah, probably. Well, maybe, maybe it's because we're such fucking donuts that even doing the basic stuff, we have that sense of accomplishment. <laughs> we don't just get on with it like women, do we? We want constant yeah. reassurance. And men are weaker, I, I believe, in every way, especially oh, mentally, yeah. is that we want credit. Like I've got, a, I've got the sniffles, and I've still gone and done the shopping. What a hero I am. What a <laughs> legend I am. And you just think, oh, fuck, no, just get on with it. Whereas women just get on with it, don't they? And just go, yeah. it's, it's the joke about if men had periods, the world would end. It's it's very simple. I mean, that is the truth. That is the absolute truth. Oh, yeah. Whereas women just yeah, fucking go, deal with it. On the on the um, genetically superior scale, like, obviously, like I said, I was, I'm still only about a one, like, whereas the women are about, like, eight to nine, so yeah. across the board, where, you know. <laughs> so true. Adam, we have to... 
I have. I also have some Halloween stories, so we'll get the anger out of the way first, mate. Because I know oh. you've got some uh, some gears to grind. So the floor is yours. I'm looking okay. forward to another twenty minute Adam rant where I can just like look at my phone. I might, I might play City Skylines for a bit. Yeah, yeah. While Adam's just losing just his mind in the now. corner. Yeah, I'll I'll try not to go over fifteen minutes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Right. So, a bit of context. Like I say, we we go out and we don't do a lot of Halloween prep. Me and the kids because we don't get like the house decorated or anything like that. We don't see it as that kind of holiday. But what I do see with the kids is this is their opportunity to go out and do that thing of going out and trick or treating, which mm-hmm. has been a thing since I was a kid because I've got distinct memories of a, a kid coming to my house when I was like ten, and he was like probably eight or nine, and my mum was out, and I opened the door, and this kid there just went, trick or treat, no costume, he just got a couple of Rice Krispies sell tape to his face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And I was just like, oh, I'll go to the foyer, and off he went. But that that's the closest I got to trick or treating as a kid. So for me, get, let my kids do it. That, that was a big thing. My eldest were looking forward to it, but obviously they had COVID. So I took my youngest out. She was dressed as Spider-Man, the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man from the Into the Spider-Verse uh, movie. Excellent. So the full black outfit, or black Spider-Man as she calls him, because of the colour of his suit, not his skin. <laughs> uh, and, and that was great. She had loads of people saying, oh, great costume, oh, that's fantastic. Hi, Miles, as we're passing them. So there's loads of other families around. Because we went out, obviously, the thing on the state is, if you're out but you still want to participate, you leave a little bowl or something outside with sweets yes. in. And the written rule is, you just take one. Maybe two if there are loads and it's late at night. Fair enough, so you're using them up. But no, we t- we just took one. And there were loads of houses like that, as were we. So we'd go out, we do all the uh, trick-or-treating. We had a, a great time. Loads of like, houses involved. Loads of really good decorations on. Like, you stand on a doormat and it makes a, a creaking noise and scared hmm. um, a little. And that was great. So we get back... She's got like a whole bag full of sweets, whole paper bag full of sweets. She's like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, and then I take her back to her mum's because it, it was on a Sunday. It's a school night the next day. I get back. The bowl's still there. Quite a few sweets gone. It's about three quarters full, whereas it was full before. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'll leave it out. So I go up. Me and the dog just on, like sat on the sofa playing on the PlayStation and I hear like, you know, kids going past and taking sweets. And then I hear like, Loads of laughter and thought, oh, that's great. You know, people are really enjoying taking the sweets. About five, ten minutes later, I hear a knock at the door. I was like, oh, what's going on? Because no one should be knocking at the door. Maybe it's one of the neighbours or something. So I went downstairs and said, a little girl there, dressed like a witch, beautiful little girl. She's about five or six years old. Both parents were there. She goes, trick or treat. She's holding a bag open. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> what? There should be a bowl out here. And I was looking around like, pushing his kid out of the way to look around what this bowl was. It's not there. Whoever had come and probably was doing the loud laughing had stolen the bowl with all the sweets in. No bowl, no sign that I'd sell a tape to the bowl, no sweets. It was all gone. Absolute fuckers. I was fuming. Mm-hmm. I apologised <laughs> to this girl and her parents. They go, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But oh, Kids will be kids, that type of thing. And I went, okay, let, let me run back in. I'll, I'll see if I've got anything. So I run back in thinking, shit, I haven't got anything. I can get, like, this is the day before I went shopping, food shopping. So I could give her, like, a tin of beans, 
or <laughs> like some dry cream crackers, but that's about it. Like the only thing I found that could be snack wise was uh, dated 2020. Uh, the best before date, because it's something from when the kids were much younger, and it was just buried at the bottom of a, a drawer in the kitchen. So, no, nah, I can't give it that. So I just had to go back and just, uh, like, get, got down, crouched down, so we're face-to-face, and go, I'm really sorry, but it looks like whoever took the bowl took all the sweets, and I've got nothing else for you. And it broke my heart until that girl said, that's okay, I've got loads anyway, and just, like, skipped off with the parents. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, that, that's great. She she saved that little that bit of my hero. heart. Yeah, took it breaking. like a champ. What what a champ! I know she she utterly did. But I shut the door, and anger rose up in <laughs> me like like from from my diaphragm upwards, and to, like in a cartoon, like a Looney Tunes cartoon, where someone s- turns red and it goes <laughs> up, and then you hear steam coming out their ears. It <laughs> felt like that. The utter audacity. For some kids to just take the whole thing. Like, if they just emptied the sweets, I would have thought, that's fine. All the sweets have gone. We've been really popular. But they took the fucking bowl and sign. Now, the the dad, while I was going in having a look something for the girl, he's, like, popped round the corner. Because uh, my house was very near a corner. Uh, and he found the bowl. The sign was ripped off, just a little bit of sellotape left on it, and no sweets. <laughs> so I got the bowl back, thankfully. It's had a good wash, because you don't know who those kids were. Like a mafia but, hit. Obviously, we don't know who these kids were. And all I can think of is, when I was going around with Daisy, there was this like 12-year-old lad, and a shorter lad of a similar age, probably 11. They were going around, and they were doing bomb-knocking. A ding dong ditch or whatever you call it, where you ring someone's doorbell or you knock on the door and then you run off, which on Halloween is the stupidest thing to do because, of course, people are going to answer the door with a bowl of sweets. Mm. Just stay and ask for sweets. <laughs> why, why run away? That makes no sense. All I can think of is it was them because the laughter was so loud and raucous, I, I just knew it was them. And I had to stop myself... I, I literally had to ring someone to vent because if I didn't, I would have gone out in my pajamas that I was in, my house clothes, <laughs> and hunt those fucking kids down and demand my sweets back with no evidence that it was them to go and <laughs> run around in my pajamas like a madman on Halloween. But yeah, Halloween kids, John like, dressed Wick. up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> These kids out and demand my uh, my little Haribo back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt this fucking bowl now seeking retribution. It, but it got to the point where I had to also post on local Facebook groups, and <laughs> one of the posts got removed because I I swore too much in it. <laughs> <laughs> so also, I actually complained because I said I hope the kids fucking choke on those sweets. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I can't believe it. I, I turned into like an immediate Karen. I've got no idea why it made me that angry because I was giving those sweets away. They weren't mine anymore. They were the public sweets to take. But I think it was that girl turning up and and having potential disappointment and me feeling like I'd let this really cute, sweet little innocent girl down on the night when she should be getting stuff from me for free, that I couldn't give that to her. That's what made me angry. And, yeah, I I am 
oh, it's making me angry again. I want to go out and do like knocking on doors, see who knows those kids. <laughs> the thing is, I think, but, yeah. is that you're a too nice a person, clearly, for doing this, and too trusting in people, obviously. And I think next time you think about something like this is to the the wise words of Slipknot from their first album. They have a song called People Equals Shit. And I (laughs) think that's probably the way to go, especially with kids in the area, because, you know, for sure, just spotty, oiky lads are just going to do that. They don't care. They have no sense of the world or what's fair or just or any kind of empathy for the next person. Spotty, oiky lads will just take it and think they've made off and then just throw the bowl away. And that's just what they're going to do. That's just what and this is do. it. It's it, oh. like when I was that age, I, w- I wouldn't have done that. There's just there's no need to have done that. It's just oh, bloody yeah. I, I would I would definitely never have done that either. Pretty pretty sure I wouldn't. Pretty sure, maybe. <laughs> anyway, all right then. So I went down to. So the reason I couldn't do the show was we were going down to Bishop Stortford which is about a three and a half hour drive from us to see my friend and his good wife because they've just had uh, lots of babies everywhere. They've got a little boy who's now uh, 10 months old. So he said to me... Tiny little, tiny little aside, Bishop Stortford is my ancestral family home. Oh, really? Yeah, the the, the, the Bentaman... Um, oh, spoilers, that's my surname. The Bentaman uh, <laughs> um, lineage... Shit, uh, the Bentaman <laughs> lineage goes through Bishop Stortford. Like, um, my great-granddad... Was like the first person, to, first person like on my dad's side of the family to leave Bishop Stortford. Like uh-huh. I, uh, during the during the depths of lockdown, I did like one of those ancestry uh, family tree thing, and uh, from my great granddad Fred like back, like everyone lived in a little, uh, it's a little uh, hamlet just outside Bishop Stortford. Like every single one born there, died there, lived on a farm there. That's literally it. It's a small so, yeah, world. That's, a, that's, a, that's an important important uh, place for my uh, family history. Yeah, it's. I've got to say, it's very nice as well. It's very nice. So yeah. we, go, we go down there. First time we've got to see his little boy, obviously because of COVID and everything. And he said to me, because my friend and his wife are people who think that we need entertaining, me and my wife. If you know anything about me or my wife <laughs> is that we do not need entertaining, as Benny will tell you, as Adam will tell you. We'll happily just come and sit in your house, chat shit and drink tea all day. We're very mm-hmm. happy to do that. But they wanted to do something. So like, yeah, okay, it'll be fun. We'll do something. It'll be nice. So he said to us, he says, we've got this Halloween event going on. So there's pumpkin picking and like games and things you can do. So we're searching for it on Facebook, thinking there must be a, you know, like a group or something. Couldn't find anything. So we're kind of going in blind to this event. So I said to him, because it's Halloween, are you guys going in fancy dress? Knowing as well, of course, that his wife is American and they do Halloween big. He said, yeah, we're going to go as, um, and they've just had a baby. We're going to go as characters from Star Wars. So we're like, okay, fine, cool. Because obviously it made sense that their little boy could go as Baby Yoda, which he did, and he was very cute. So me and Sarah kind of got to thinking, and Georgia was thinking, and me, my brain being the way it is, I obviously just went immediately with, oh, I'll go as Death, because it's Halloween. Mm. Why not? <laughs> so I know you boys have seen the outfit. It can only be described <laughs> as a janky gay Death. It was my costume. <laughs> as it involved bed sheets and balaclavas and... What's the word? Like fancy dress cloaks and that kind of thing. Kind of worked quite well. 
in two respects. The first one was was that my friend, I have never ever seen him laugh that much in my entire life when he saw me because I did the face paint and all that kind of thing. But then as we pull up to the place, I swear on a stack of Bibles, there was not a single other person in fancy dress or dressed up. (laughs) Not one. All it was was pumpkin picking and then there was a little gift shop at the end where you could go and pick something up. Oh, sorry. And they had a little, you know, those polythene tents where they grow plants and shit in the in the winter oh, yeah. they mm-hmm. had one of those but they'd converted it into a kind of scary run so there was black sheets up and animatronic spiders and ghouls and things like that which was kind of fun to walk through aside from that that was it there was nothing else and there was no one else there dressed up so now you've seen of, of course guys you've seen my costume i was the only yeah. person there who made any kind of effort which was the first thing the second thing was i genuinely scared some children genuinely (laughs) so as georgia's picking up so georgia had her georgia had like a long kind of messy kind of t-shirt dress on and her half her face done like she wanted to be a zombie princess and then sarah just did some kind of basic makeup but had her regular clothes on obviously i'm walking around looking like like i said like gay death but (laughs) as we're picking out pumpkins there was a little french girl who was talking to her mum, and then she kept giving me the side eye so I just kind of looked back at her, not in any just look, just kind of looked at her, thinking, "Oh God, is this is this kid okay?" And she was just kind of inching away from me really slowly, <laughs> but she kept like, I, and I, I have, I, I know probably five words in French. I couldn't even translate, but her face was getting more and more terrified. But they had to walk past me to go to keep going around the pumpkin area, and as her mum is walking towards us. The girl is, I mean, screaming, screaming. (laughs) And then, and as they get next to me, she has got her eyes closed. Her face (laughs) is, her face, she's gripping onto her mother's leg and her face is buried as like, as pressed up against her mother's leg as best as it can be. So she doesn't have to look at me. And the mum is basically dragging her with her leg because the kid just could not look at me. I was screaming into her mother's leg. (laughs) And I just kind of said, Sarah, after that, I said, yeah, I think we should probably go. I don't think it's a good, <laughs> it's a good idea that I'm here. So, yeah, oh, that was my... Um, it was totally worth it because, like I said, I, when we got back to my friend's house, he said, he said, I love that you did that because when we got there, I wasn't in my outfit and we could see that there was nobody else kind of dressed up. And Sarah said, are you still going to do it? And I said, yeah, I think I am. Just because. And George yep. said, Go on, do it. So I was like, Yeah, all right, why not? And then I couldn't Peer I just I, yeah, I kind of sank myself out then and like I'm a slave to my whims. Once I kind of think, yeah, I'll probably do that, then that was it. I I was gonna do it. But yeah, yeah. there were some kids who genuinely gave me some funny looks and obviously the one French kid who if she ever hears this, uh, I apologize profusely for terrifying your child, <laughs> French lady. But Je suis désolé. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. That was my Halloween. You should have totally capitalize on on that and just followed them around at a distance <laughs> like hide, hiding behind trees with just like poking your head out occasionally so i took right when we got there my mate said he said can i take some pictures and i said yes yeah, sir but you've got to make it look as mundane as possible as though you can't yeah. you almost can't see me in the shot like i'm not meant to be there it's just like i've kind of just appeared out of nowhere 
So I was doing that. I was kind of stood in front of bushes and kind of off to the side of pictures. There's, I think I sent you the picture of Sarah and Georgia with their face in a, like a, one of those uh, wooden cutout things. And I'm just stood to the side, not doing anything. Just yeah. stood there looking as mundane as possible. Yeah, just there. Just out of nowhere. fucking Slenderman. Like, just <laughs> blending into the background in your yeah. shirt and tie. But I was Slenderman <laughs> with a family. I was like Bill Slenderman. Yeah. Just like out for the day with his Slenders. Ah, the Slenders are here. The Slendermans. The Slendermans are here. Oh, God. Anyway, oh, that's when we got back to his place, we had a really good chat because obviously I'd not really had a chance to talk to them properly. And it was something I thought about, obviously, because obviously Benny's got the Freya and stuff, and my mate Will's had his second kid, and mm-hmm. there's like babies everywhere. And I said to them, I, I said to my mate, I said, what are the two things, or sorry, what are the things that you didn't know before having a child? And the first thing he said was the sleeping, that he just didn't understand how tired you could be and still function, <laughs> which is obviously... I think I've said before, yep. nothing nothing prepares you for having a kid. There's nothing. Yeah. That tiredness, I mean, you'll, you'll know, Benny. And even now, because Freya's teething and stuff, hmm. there are days where you're lying in bed and you'll hear that kind of, that slow whine and you just think, oh, no. It's like, a, then, it's like a generator starting up, like a, a, an old windy-up generator just getting like, there. It's like an air winding the handle faster and faster until <laughs> yeah. it's full gear. Yeah. And then the second thing he said was was that he understood that like kids need attention, but again he wasn't ready for how much attention. And I said, dude, I said, you know, there's a chance it will get worse because the older they get, the more they can do, and the mm. more they want to do. So you have to sit with them mm. and play board games terribly, or you have to sit with them while they show you a drawing or they describe something or <laughs> one of those crazy games where Adam, you must, you must have like examples of this where your kids will make up a game, but only make up half <sighs> the game. So you just sit there waiting yep. for the rules thinking this is so boring. I'm so bored. <laughs> and he just, yeah. <laughs> and the one takeaway was he said, he said, I appreciated the fact that you were honest and said, sometimes being a parent sucks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> it really oh, yeah. Does. sometimes it's crap. <laughs> and you think, Oh God, what am I doing? So yeah, <laughs> It was a good, honest chat. God, yeah. God, two things that no one tells you about, though. It is. It, I mean, the tiredness, people do say, oh, yeah, exactly, you get tired. Yeah. God, you just, you don't understand until mm. you've been there. The, the amount that you can be told about how tired you've been will not prepare you for how tired you'd get. And yeah. I feel like we got lucky with Freya. She was, we got into a decent routine and I still felt like shit for like that first month. Yeah. No, yeah, and then obviously, as we've said before, like you, you get into that routine, and then after four or five months, the routine changes, and you got to start exactly, a new yeah. routine, yeah. and then it'll change again <laughs> when they get a, like a like a big bed, and then it'll change again when they start doing other things. And yeah, it's I don't think it's till they kind of get I don't know about you, Adam, but I feel like I don't know probably till they get to about four or five where they get into an actual okay, everything's settled, we know what we're doing, there's nothing mm-hmm. now that's going to surprise us, you know, maybe teeth falling out now and again, but I can't think of anything after that until they kind of start to get towards like you know sort of teenage years that changes that much but yeah i mean obviously with my elder two they're they're kind of a law unto themselves or a law unto their their own hormones now mm. yeah. as to like how tired they are and when when they actually want to get up unfortunately when they're around here they also have a much younger sister who doesn't understand 
nor care about their hormones and will deliberately walk into their bedroom going, come on, time to get up. <laughs> like seven o'clock on a Saturday. So yeah, I can kind of understand why sometimes the kids don't want to come around on a weekend. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, we just want to sleep, actually, if that's okay. Just hearing about that makes me like, I feel really bad for my sister. Because she's like five years older than me. So when she was going through that, like say, your eldest is 12, am I right in saying? 13 now. 13. So your eldest is 13. So say when my sister was 13, I would have been 8. And thinking yeah. about like, well, Christmas is coming up and I'm I'm like up at 6 in the morning, ready where I'm to go and open presents. She's like this <laughs> teenager who wants to stay in bed all morning. And I'm, I'm like, my mum and dad are like, you can't open the presents until Laura gets up. And I, I must have been such a shit to her, like running into her room, like trying to wake <laughs> her up. Taking a saucepan and a wooden spoon up there and uh, trying to make all I, the noise I can. I feel, so. I, you made me feel really bad for my sister. And it's her no, birthday I, today. I think Christmas is a, a special exception. I think kids <laughs> should not be allowed to lie in on Christmas. <laughs> if, if the youngest is up, the rest of the family is up. That mm. That is the rule on Christmas Day. Because yeah, then it could that. be the important thing of getting everyone dressed and ready to open presents first. If you're in my childhood home, you you weren't allowed to open presents until mum was ready. <laughs> uh, in in my house, it's basically yeah, just whatever. Just let me get a bin bag at least so I can put all the rubbish in, and, and like a <laughs> screwdriver and wire clippers and like three packs of batteries. <laughs> That's all I need to get ready for you to open your presents, please. Now I just need a yeah, big Stanley knife. Yeah. <laughs> I think Christmas is up one exception, but on a normal weekend, yeah. Yeah, you should feel bad if you were doing that, trying to wake yeah. you up in the morning. So, come play with me. I want to play <laughs> Xbox. Come on. <laughs> no. And then that, that, that um, getting my sister up early also devolved into when I became old enough to drink. Um, we'd, we'd go out, me and my sister would go out on Christmas Eve, and I remember one Christmas where we were both like, hanging out of our asses and I felt so bad for mum but at the same time like I couldn't really like you know you're, you're committed at that point like you I've committed yep. to this hangover I'm not going to let on how bad I feel about a myself and b for my mum putting all this effort in on Christmas day yeah. because yeah. I've made some terrible decisions I've, I've chucked up a doner kebab at two in the morning drinking a, drinking a red bull at eight in the morning just trying to get my life back together <laughs> trying yeah. to get my life back together <laughs> Think, thinking about where I've gone wrong yeah that's so true I'm never doing this again or <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you're life. at that, that weird age where you're, you're in the kind of the catering industry or the restaurant fast hey, that's food me. industry <laughs> and on Christmas day you still have to go to work oh, because the life. restaurant you're in or the, the bar that you're in is open on Christmas yeah. day for oh. whatever fucking reason, <laughs> and you have to go in. Oh, I I did like two or three of those where I was either like running the bar on Christmas Day, which uh, was difficult enough to get to on Christmas Day, being it was in the next town over, or <laughs> working in the kitchens like when I was very young. And just, like, dealing with people's, like, roast dinners and Christmas dinners that yeah. they'd had. Like, just make your own fucking dinner. Don't <laughs> don't ruin people's lives because you're too lazy <laughs> to fucking cook. Yeah, it's those person's fault that the restaurants are even open. If nobody wanted exactly. to go out on Christmas Day, they wouldn't have to open. There's no demand. 
Exactly. Exactly. Supply and demand. Sell me this pen. Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. Look <laughs> it up. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Last oh, year no. was the first Christmas um, first Christmas day. I hadn't worked in five years, six years. Wow. Yeah. And it was such a such a lovely feeling. And Blossom had to work, which made it even better. As the first <laughs> Christmas, she'd have to work for like a good four years. Yeah. So I, and I made her. I made her feel it. <laughs> <laughs> you're there in like your your special christmas pajamas for that day yeah, yeah. you know your little santa hat on in the morning <laughs> already in a candy cane yeah. while you wave goodbye to you <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she shuts the door celebration by cool the gang comes on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the celebration chocolates get open and the celebration oh, chocolates get open yeah. exactly you pick out all the bounties first because they're the best yeah. ones and put them in the bin, yeah. Nope, in the bin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I'd take out all the bounties and save them for Blossom for when she got home because yeah. she's strange and likes them. Because she's got taste. That's why. No. no. All right. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, boys. I, to, I was I was desperate to ask you this, and it's about being judged by other parents. And I yeah. feel like when I mentioned this to you on our chat, Adam, that you had something to say about this, that you wanted to kind of maybe not get off your chest, but... It struck a chord no. with you. No, no, it it was it was weird actually because I th- I think it's because you guys came to visit, and obviously I'm not used to having visitors. Like working from home, and like being a single dad, uh, half the time, like half the week. Uh, I I don't have people round or like friends round. Uh, especially like with COVID and everything. So part of me is thinking, right, I've got a family coming into my home, seeing me interact with my child. And it's like, I feel like I'm on kind of view. And because I'm so used to like parenting, like without another parent, it, it made me feel like, oh, all my parenting techniques as a single dad are now open for criticism what? or potential criticism. <laughs> Not that I think you would criticize me, but it's that thing like, am, am I doing this right as a single dad? <laughs> now that I've got people who are able to like go away and potentially signal to each other that I'm not. Oh my God. And it wasn't me immediately thinking, oh yeah, I'm doing it wrong, but it, it got me thinking as to like, Oh, that's a weird thought process. No, obviously everything's fine, but leaving like it, it got me onto that topic of you potentially judging other parents <laughs> in situations where you get there. Like, there's a big thing at the moment with birthday parties uh, at my my youngest school at this time of year. I don't know what it is for that year group. Loads of them are born in like September, October, November. So there's loads of birthdays at the moment. And what the common thing is for uh, kids' birthday parties in this area is the majority of them all seem to take place in the same sports centre in a hall, like a gym hall that's been emptied out, like a kid's assembly hall with a climbing frame, like with some ropes off it. Uh, a bouncy castle inflated in a corner, a load of crash mats, and a vaulting horse, and then like a table for them to sit and have food on, and and that is the th- the in thing. But to me, that is just such a boring fucking party to put on, and I judge the parents <laughs> based on if they have chosen to hold their kids' party <laughs> there. Because that, to me, that's laziness. There are hundreds of places where you could throw your kids' party, and you've chosen that bit. Why? 
Why have you done that? It's it's not cheaper than anywhere else. In some cases, it's more expensive than other places. And then I realised, oh shit, I do judge a lot of people <laughs> just based on whether we have to go to this place for a kid's party. And I've got one coming up. I've got one coming up in a couple of weeks at that exact same place. They try to call it something different. They said it was a jungle gym, and it's <laughs> not. It's a sports center. <laughs> it's just when they hire it out locally, they it, like in the business, they say, "Oh, we'll turn it into a jungle gym." It's not mm. a jungle gym. You've ju- you've just unfolded the one climbing frame that's in there, and you're going to blow up a bouncy castle indoors. That's all it is. But I that's find myself that. judging people on that, and it got me to thinking, "Oh God!" Like judging parents for just stupid shit is <laughs> <laughs> is rampant. I don't see myself as judgmental. A lot of the time, but it made me realise, shit, I actually am, like, unwittingly. I think we're all judgmental to a certain extent, aren't we? We always are, because we always, I mean, on everything, not just childcare, but Mm. what people wear, how they live their life sexually, what they do for their job, like, what kind of car they have. I get judged all the time for my crappy car, but I don't give a shit. Benny, just quickly, Benny, did you feel as though you were kind of on show when me and Sarah came down, or you're not even bothered? (laughs) I, no, I, I've been to your house. I've, I've sat in your lounge room at a top on. I definitely don't feel on show at all. Yeah, good. That's all right then. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Adam, no, don't. You, you, yeah, I, no, I, no, I don't no, even know what no. to say. But no, <laughs> no I, d- I didn't mean it that way. To no, me, no, it's no, like but you, felt you guys kind of... are the first people to come in who are parents into my house in the past two years, which is a long time. That's fair. Uh, since me and my ex got divorced, so it's it's wow, you are coming in now and seeing like how I parent as a single parent, uh, and I just thought, wow, that is kind of weird that this is the first time it's happened, and as a result of that, not that it was you in particular, but it's just anyone coming in who would be a parent thinking me then thinking, wow, this is the first time I get to display to people I care about how I'm a parent. So that that's what I meant by saying it was like oh, I felt kind of open to criticism mm. or anything like that oh, because I, see you mean. I yeah. care about your opinion. I, the other parents at school, I couldn't give two shits about. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I mean, like you said, I've, I've told you a million times. If you want, you know, you want if you want the truth, ask a child or ask Daniel. I will just tell you what I'm thinking. I, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> and mate, you yeah, you did a great job. I thought with with Daisy, I thought you were fantastic. Because you you did what I do. If she was doing something, you would say, "Don't do that because yeah. of this reason." And that was that was it. That's all you need to do. And then she didn't do it. Or and then if she carried on a little bit, you would say, "No, I just said don't do that." Like when she, <laughs> Benny. Oh my god, Daisy nearly killed Adam's dog. It was unbelievable. Oh she did. God. She basically you did, you did, did mention this actually. Yeah. Yeah. She basically did like a running front flip over the couch, like, bounced off the couch back first and then, like, sat on the Squashed floor. the dog. Unfortunately, <laughs> the dog was on the floor at the time and nearly got squished. And Adam, <laughs> if at that time you'd have gone, ha, huh, you're so silly, I'd have been thinking, fucking hell, that's a bit like, Christ. <laughs> but you yeah, didn't. You yeah, I would have judged you, but you shouted at her. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking yeah. exactly what I would have done. Yeah. Great job. Now, again... Yeah. Not to say Daisy, the... no lucha libre in the house. I've told you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking, hell. I tell you what though. That night, I don't know what got into her. I think she was just showing off. Because yeah, I was going to say she was showing off she for like, Georgia. Probably showing off for Georgia. Yeah, because again, it's a bigger girl, isn't it? So yeah, maybe it was that. I was going to say, yeah, Benny. It was uh, 
Daisy nearly killed fucking Alchio del Perro. <laughs> <laughs> the son of the dog. Um, it was it was a weird it's a weird situation to explain. Can't really put it into words. But no, I think it's the fact that it took me onto that thing of like just judging parents full stop for parenting, but then also for the silly things. So that's what I was raising it for. I don't know what you were raising it for. Was it for something similar or No, I'll, I'll just I'll just say quickly as well is um I will only judge parents if their kids are absolute horror bags. Mm. If your yeah. kid is probably by the time they get to five, six, seven, eight, or you know, that they know when not to do stuff. They should know if their parents say, don't do this or don't do that. And who the hell knows how your kid's gonna turn out when they're a teenager or when they're a young adult. You never know. Yeah. You never know what yeah. way it's gonna go. You just do the best you, you basically can. Basically not got any control at that point. Yeah. If if we were at, when we went to Wagamama or something and Daisy started throwing food at people or something, then yeah. <laughs> You're getting yeah. judged. I will judge the oh, fuck yeah. out of that situation. <laughs> but, you know, if your kids what a waste, a of, what a waste of Wagamama for one. Yeah, exactly. If your I kids are a little rambunctious or something, or <laughs> even when like boys like get hyperactive or they say like Daisy's showing off, that's all she was doing. That's that's nothing. That's just kids. Oh yeah. But, yeah, if your kids exactly. an absolute little shitbag, or if you put your kids in some kind of danger or something, or if you don't you know, sort of tell them off when they need it, then yeah, I'm going to judge you because that's just basics. If you can't do the basics mm. right, then what are you even doing having a kid, for fuck's sake? Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day about sort of being judged as a parent and that they were saying that I imagine people would have a problem with you telling Georgia about Father Christmas and, and yeah. stuff, you know, something like that. <laughs> and I was just thinking, I don't care. I I know my child. And that was mm. kind of my point is that if it's something huge, I will judge you. But if it's nothing, why are you even commenting? Or why would I, you know, like focus on your own kid? Don't worry about me yeah. and my kid. We're fine, you know. And like taking the Father Christmas thing as an example, I would only tell her that because I know she can handle it, and I know she's at that. I know I know she's ready to be like, right, okay, we're ready at this point to do the thing, and that's it. And I think there's a too much kind of. I think you mentioned it before, Adam, in one of our first ever shows. Is that kind of people putting their lives on Facebook and having to show off and, oh, well, we've spent, you know, we spent three days today at a piano recital, then we came home and made pasta shapes, and then we went on a nature <laughs> walk, and then we did this, and then we... I was like, you don't need to tell anyone that. You don't need to tell yeah. people that. There's Who cares? Like, genuinely, who cares? I care about one child on this planet, and that's mine. And I, yeah. And if, like, genuinely... Adam, you should only. Care. I mean, I'm sure you do, but you only care about your three kids. No, you, no, no one else's kids are your concern. Why do you care what other kids are doing? Unless it's like crazy, mad, or bonkers, like I said. But and I same mean, with Benny I and the Freya. Your guys' kids as well. I, yeah, I care about your kids. Yeah, but you know, my 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 entire focus. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I, you know, you put your pictures on if you're going walking and stuff. I'm not there thinking, yeah. oh my god, I've not been walking with Georgia today. Shit! Oh shit! What have I done? Oh my god! Right, that's it. I'm gonna have to go and sort this out. Like, fine. Like, <laughs> you guys went for a walk. Yeah. Great. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas I think too many parents get so hung up on what other kids are doing and what other parents are doing. I'm like, just focus on your own kids. Who cares about other people's kids? Yeah, I I think that is a common problem. Like, not to speak ill of my ex-wife or anything, but I think she's quite prone to that. And. Not not just necessarily other parents, but maybe her own parents about taking any criticism or perceived criticism on her back and, and actually taking that quite personally. 
which is a really difficult thing to do, as I've just demonstrated by saying, oh, th- this may be how I felt, uh, or could have felt, sh- she definitely would have. And having that then impact what you do with your own child can be quite harmful. Mm. Because you are then adhering to someone else's beliefs and what you think someone else thinks is right for your own child, rather than necessarily what is right for your own child. Obviously, I'm not saying, like, if you think something uh, is right for your child and actually is harmful, Mm. and the majority of people agree that that isn't right for your child, then obviously you should reconsider things, like getting your child vaccinated or stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, the little things like parenting technique, discipline, and things like that. Uh, which, which does bring me on to a point, discipline. On, on a related topic of judging parents, as you know, I, I delve quite deeply into the heady world of Quora, the website, mm. for our advice <laughs> questions that we have at the end of each show. And I found a disturbing trend in the American contributors to this. I go in quite a few different areas like parenting and family and family advice, that type of thing. And I've never heard of this in the UK. So I assume it's a cultural thing in America. But American parents not letting their children have bedroom doors as a way of discipline, but also enforcing certain types of behaviour. And I, d- I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, like in the UK, in your experience. Just some kids, you're not allowed to have a bedroom door at all. So I can always hear what you are up mm. to, and you cannot hide anything from me. I've heard of parents like demanding that their kids always like leave their doors open. Like, yeah, you're not allowed to shut your door. But no, not that actually, like, no, let's delete all the doors from the house so everything is... <laughs> Well, that's not available it. to hear. Not all the doors. It's just that kid's bedroom door. It's removing any sense of privacy. There must and be kids I know that have had it, but I've they've never either told me or I've never known about it. I've never met anybody who didn't have a bedroom door. Same as Benny. Keep <sighs> it open. I, yeah. Me and Sarah have had this, and Adam, you must have had this chat. If you know, because at some point, Sophie or Daisy will bring a boy home or a girl. Yeah. Like, and we, we have the chat about Georgia. One day, Benny will have to chat about the Freya. At some point, she's going to bring home somebody she's sexually attracted to, yeah. boy or girl. And we've just had the chat of, we've already kind of decided, like, yeah, the first few times they come over, bedroom door stays open, just so we know we can trust you, not to act like a dickhead or anything. Yeah. But then after that, you want to close your door, as long as you know the rules and you're careful, that's fine. I, you know, yeah. I, think there's, I don't think there's I mean, anything wrong with that. <laughs> Good, good fucking luck for my eldest, because she's in a like one of those big high sleeper beds, and it's not very well put together. So <laughs> you it never change it. when you breathe near it, so <laughs> we won't need to have the door open. <laughs> yeah, don't ever change it. Benny, yeah, I forgot exactly. to ask you, do you think do you think Blossom, do you, well, I know you don't, do you think Blossom will care if she's being judged or not? Or she'll think, oh, I should probably do this because of the parents are doing it, or do you think she's not going to be, she thinks she won't care? I was worried, like, before we had Freya that I'd be like that. Like, I'd be worried about being judged. And yeah. then, um, like, we had her, and then we were like, no, shit, I'm doing it my own way. My own way works, and everyone else's way is, um, everyone does everything a different way. I think Blossom possibly is a little bit more. But then, then again, at the same point, like, as I mentioned before in a podcast, she is more of a lad than I am. So, That's possibly true. not. I, th- I, I think she's like, like, say, um, when you guys came round, um, the other week, like, I think, 
if it was just her and I wasn't there, she'd be waiting on you hand and foot. But she doesn't know you guys like I do. Yeah, and yeah. I know, like as long as I like, like greet you when you get in, and, like make sure you get a drink when you f- first arrive. Like you guys can look after yourself. Like yeah. she was like after you guys left, she was um, distraught that I didn't remember how to make your coffee your special way in the microwave. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot that the second he taught me the last time he was yeah. here. Why would you care? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. So, no, yeah. Tell her it's fine. There is uh, no ill feelings on my part. <laughs> But I, I, I'm not concerned about being judged because I know that if as long as like Freya's happy and healthy, that I'm doing a good job. Like, exactly. Sure, she might. I, I, I was worried that like someone would come round say like you guys or the Freya's grandparents come round and she'd be crying and I wouldn't be able to stop her and suddenly they're like, oh my god, Jordan's a terrible, terrible parent. What's he done? <laughs> He's made the biggest mistake in the world. But then <laughs> uh, reality sets in and I realise actually, you no, know, babies cry. That's what they do. That's yeah. what I mean. They want something. Let's go through the checklist. Oh, there we go. She's done like a, a shit the size of a golf ball. I understand why she was upset now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that would upset me, actually, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yes. quite pleased when my kids go these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just peculiar. I've never understood the. I don't know. Just you know, even like you're saying, not even for childcare. Just judging people for anything. Who who gives yeah. a shit what car you drive? Who cares where you live? Like as long as my I give a shit about what cars people drive because there's an opportunity for me to sell them a new one. I mean that's a yeah. fair point. I mean that yeah. makes sense. Just focus on yourself. As long as yeah. as long as Sarah's healthy and George is healthy, we can eat and we've got a roof. I, I'm fine with that. That'll do. I kind of I'm diverging off here, but I reiterate these things to Georgia sometimes. She doesn't want to eat her tea, or when. She said tonight, she said, what's for tea? And tonight is, so t- we go. I go shopping tomorrow night. So there's never, you know, it's like that, like you said, like the Halloween thing. There's never any food in the house the night before. Oh, yeah. Because we've mm-hmm. eaten all the food that we've got for the week. So tonight she had fish fingers and beans. Classic kids tea. One of my favorites oh, when yeah. I was a kid. And George said, oh, can I have, can I have this thing for tea? I said, oh, we haven't got any left, George. I'll have to, you know, we've got to know wherever it was. And then she was like, oh, can I have this? I was like, George, we haven't got that left either. I said, it's, it's fish fingers and beans tonight. And she just kind of was in a huff. And then I got annoyed. I was like, George, to, to some people, the fact that you can go to that freezer and get a hot meal made out of it is mind-blowing. That they would kill for this meal. And I was yeah. like, don't be ungrateful. When you live like we live, in this kind of middle-class area, every every meal is a banquet to us compared to what some people have. I was like, George, like we've been to food banks before and bought like £20 worth of value goods and filled up a trolley and then just left it for them to so that people can eat. Like, can you imagine how that feels if you don't even have food in the house to eat? Eat your fish fingers and beans and shut up. <laughs> she was like, okay, then fine. <laughs> so it was aggressive fish fingers and beans, I guess is the best way I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. Adam, some light relief in the form of a question, maybe. Okay. My 13-year-old daughter is having a birthday party at an escape room with her close friends. My 8-year-old daughter also wants to go. What should I do? I feel like I always take the lead on these. What would you do, Benny? Let it go. Is, it, is there some age restriction on this, on this escape room? I mean, some no. do. I've do, so never, never been to one, you so see, I couldn't tell you. You've never been to an escape speaks. room? No, I haven't, no. Never really? Done one. 
Uh, oh, the race, dude. They're really fun. Me, Benny. That surprises the closest me. Actually, one, yeah. The closest one to us is in. I, I would love to do one. As a, as a fan of old school um, point and click adventure games, like escape rooms are right up my alley, but um, I've never had the opportunity or the, the, oh, the um, I, opportunity to do one. I went to some with some of my uh, Dungeons and Dragons friends uh, recently, uh, and we went to. Like within weeks of each other at the same place, one was like a narrative follow on. It was like a sequel to the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole premise is you are wandering through the woods for the first one, and you've, you're, you, your car's broken down, you're lost, and you come across a cabin. So you find a way into the cabin to try and find a phone. But the cabin is actually the secret hideout of a serial killer called the Raven. Uh, and, yeah, maybe the eight year old shouldn't go to that one. Uh, to, to make it more realistic the guy who has like introduced you he dons like a a halloween costume basically (laughs) like a plague doctor raven mask and as you're busy like in the cabin because there's like a bit of the escape room is outside the cabin then you go into it as you're in there he comes into the escape room very quietly so he's outside and just like kind of looks at you through the windows and then if you get a bit too close to the windows, as I found out, by walking up to the window backwards, he will then screech and bang on the windows really loud <laughs> and basically make you shit yourself. <laughs> Nearly literally in this escape room. It was very good. He also did the same thing in the second escape room, which was set in a different location. He came in <laughs> in the mask, but I was prepared this time, and I just like moved to the other side of the escape room and let my friends deal with it. Uh, so <laughs> escape escape rooms, I'm I'm shocked you've not done one. But next time you're in this neck of the woods, there's like five different people or companies who do them. In the uh, city I'd love center, to do one. So we'll have, have to go and do one. Oh, mate. But yeah. Anyway, the question itself: My 13 year old daughter is having a, a party at the escape room with her close friends. And the eight-year-old daughter wants to go as well. So it might not be an age thing with the escape room. It might be my eight-year-old daughter wants to hang around with my 13-year-old daughter and all of her close friends without parental supervision. Is that going to be a good idea for Uh... the 13-year-old daughter on her birthday party as well? Shock of all all shocks, the annoying eight-year-old brother Benny says, well, why can't she go? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Until you, you know, brought up the 13. I'm going to wake her up really early so she's prepared for the escape room. Yeah, it, why, it, why can't it, she go? She's only five <laughs> years younger. She's only eight years old. That's not even that big a deal. Until you until you brought up like the the non parental supervision thing, I thought, oh, it was sweet that um, the eight year old daughter wants to hang out with the thirteen year old daughter. And if the thirteen year old daughter's cool with it, that's really nice. They're a really close uh, sisterly uh, sisterly pair. And then like, see, they didn't never, they never dawned on me that they're going into like a dark escape room, like just the just like a bunch of kids on their own, like looking after an eight year old. That's like a Benny, horror see, movie Benny, see how Benny twisted it again, then Adam. See how he twisted it again then. Yeah. I think yeah. it's lovely that the eight year old wants to hang out with the thirteen year old. The thirteen year old's yeah. thinking, no fucking way do I want an eight year old coming to my party with all my mates. <laughs> what the fuck? Party. Like all my mates are there, they're gonna think I'm a right dweeb hanging around exactly. my eight year old sibling. Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? No, this girl cannot go to this party. If you don't like yeah. it, tough shit. When you're 13, you can go to as many escape rooms as you want. But right now, this is your sister's day. She is with her friends. Yeah. In the nicest possible way, 
doesn't want you there uncooling her. Sorry. <laughs> That's just how it is. Oh, I wouldn't say how, it, obviously. How do, you, but... how do you do that nicely for the eight-year-old, though? Because he's going to say... probably like an hour long. So what can you do for the eight-year-old? Do you just lock her in her bedroom <laughs> with like a crossword book and go solve the crossword book and you get the key to your bedroom? If you have a bedroom with doors, that is. Okay, so this is my controversial... You make it an escape room in your own house. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But it's a shed. This is my maybe my controversial only child opinion, but why do you have to do anything with the eight-year-old? It's not her birthday. It's her sister's birthday. What are we doing? We're not doing anything. I'm dropping your sister off there, and then we're going home, and then we'll pick her up in an hour. It's it's not your birthday. On your birthday, we'll do whatever you want to do. You know, you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese or a fucking Charlie Brown's factory or something, then we'll do that. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's not your day. Sorry, you can't go. The nicest way to say it is, <laughs> is it's your sister's day and she wants to go there with her friends. Doesn't mean she doesn't like yeah. you. Doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Right now, you, you're at that kind of age where you want to do different things. So you can't go. It's as simple yeah. as that. I think I disagree with you on just saying, let's just fucking go home. If only because an escape room is about an hour long. So if you're wanting then to pick your daughter up afterwards, by the time you get home, you're going to have to come back out again. Yeah, it obviously so, depends on travel and stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. What I would say is take take your eight-year-old out to like a, a Starbucks or a Costa. Have a nice drink together. She can have a hot chocolate. You can have a slice cake. You can have a chat and just spend some quality one-on-one time with your eight-year-old daughter. And yeah. then pick up your right. 13-year-old daughter afterwards. If she wants to do it straight away, that's fine. If not, you get some more one-to-one time with your daughter. And then maybe go, you know what? If you want to go to an escape room, maybe we can go as a family. There you go. Problem ah. solved. There you go. Yeah, the true escape Benny's... room was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was the familial relationships uh, <laughs> that we made along the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. The there true we go. Escape room... We solved it. I can't believe we actually did solve one for once. Don't listen to yeah. any stupid idea, which is, of course, the eight-year-old can go, because that's just him being... Stone the usual. 13-year-old daughter for the, the temerity that she has to spend time on her own away from her sibling. <laughs> How dare she? We have to, One day when Benny can't make it, we have to get his sister on to tell her side of the story. Oh, we have my to. God, yes! <laughs> we'll do a special phone-in so episode. <laughs> Yeah, well, that'll be that'll be our first Patreon. Is like Benny's yeah. sister, <laughs> just her slating him. Fucking Christmas morning every fucking year until <laughs> I left home. Fucking hell! I wish he'd just shut up. I had a raging hangover. He wouldn't just shut up about his PlayStation One. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, he though, knew Benny, he was getting right? it. He found it in his mum and dad's cupboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Benny, this year on Christmas Day, you need to ring your sister. As soon as Freya wakes up, like first thing in the morning, ring her up and wake her up. Happy yeah. Christmas, and then hang like four up. Four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Freya's awake. I'm awake. You've got to be awake. It's a tradition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! All right, there we go. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Love you lots, Benny. Adam, any last words from you? Uh, have a have a safe November the fifth. Uh, mm. Do do remember to be safe, especially if you're using sparklers with young children. Don't forget, get a bucket of water. Make sure you're doing it in an illuminated area, uh, away from the wind, lighting the sparklers. Don't return to them. If if you tr- attempt to light the sparkler and it doesn't light, just throw it into your neighbour's garden. Get rid of it yeah. safely. 
Exactly. And um, as she's had a lot of uh, mention on today's podcast, um, happy birthday, Laura. You're 39 today. The big 4-0 is next year. The the clock is ticking. Don't, don't. My 40 is coming up. You're not allowed to say that until (laughs) we've gone past. Yeah, for so, Danny's happy... sake, he is he is in that that frame, that time frame. Yeah, again though, I, like I don't care though. Sorry, one of those things I'm not bothered. So yeah, it's fine. And then, um, congratulations, Laura! Happy birthday to you, and commiserations yes. for having to put up for with having me as a brother. For, yeah, all of those years, all of those years, and and on the back of Adam's safety message, if you remember nothing else, remember this little poem about safety. November the fifth has come and gone. But thoughts of it still linger. I held a banger in my hand. Has anyone seen my finger? There we go. <laughs> safety first, safety second. Take care, folks. Love you lots. Bye. Bye. Bye.